gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My Two Cents Podcast, presented by G2, hosted by G2. I am G2. Today's episode is entitled Questions. This is episode 82, but before I get into the topics of today, let me read out the National Food Days of the week. Today, being July 10th, it is Pina Colada Day. Drink responsibly on that. July 11th, Monday, tomorrow will be Mojito Day. Also, drink responsibly. And also, Blueberry Muffin Day. July 12th will be Pecan Pie Day. July 13th, French Fries Day. July 14th, Grand Marnier Day. Again, drink responsibly. July 15th, Orange Chicken Day. July 16th, Fresh Spinach Day, as well as Corn Fritter Day. Also, Ice Cream Day. Now, with those uh, National Food Days of the Week out of the way, um, I do have some uh, RIPs or condolences to give out. Uh, this week we lost James Kahn. He was the star of Godfather, Misery, uh, Elf. He died at the age of 82. He died Wednesday evening at the age of 82, according to his Twitter page. Uh, they put it, it was with great sadness that we reform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July 6th. The actor's Twitter account shared on Thursday. The family appreciates the outpouring of love, heartfelt condolences, and acts that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. I didn't know much about James Khan. I'd had to look at all the insider uh, in Entertainment Tonight, and they start throwing tributes to the man. Um, apparently, he was in Godfathers, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, uh, Countdown, The Rain People, The Gambler, Rollerball, The Killer Elite, and A Bridge Too Far. He's had a plethora of movies under his belt, so I'm pretty sure his family's going to be eating for a good minute off of his films that's going to be running in rotation. I don't know how royalties work on that, but again, uh, the man died at 82. I mean, he lived a plethora of a life, if I'm going to be honest with you. But again, it's a sad thing whenever somebody does pass away, but I hope that the family can find some solace in that they able to spend as much time as uh, they were able to with James Conn. So again, rest in peace to him. And also for people that are into anime, and this one kind of shocked me when I, uh, read the news about it. Um, Kazusuke Takahashi, creator of the hit manga Yu-Gi-Oh! dies at the age of 60. As the report comes in from CNN, his body was found Wednesday. Uh, Takahashi's body was recovered off the coast of Okinawa in southern Japan. A Coast Guard official in the city of Nago told CNN he was found in snorkeling gear, including a mask and fins. The official said, adding that an investigation into his death is underway. So at the time of this recording right now, um, there is no more official word or evidence or anything to go along with the man's passing. Yu-Gi-Oh! was a big portion of my life when I was a kid. I mean, when I was what came out to for me in 2002-ish, 2003, one of those two. I know it's 2002, 2003, one of those two. And I got really heavily into it, me and my younger brother, my older brother, we play Yu-Gi-Oh cards. My mother would buy us, my mother and father, would buy us Yu-Gi-Oh games to play on the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance. I mean, it, Yu-Gi-Oh was a thing for me. 
my little small town would have like a Yu-Gi-Oh event and I was beating people with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I mean, I was tearing people up. I had a lot of fun, and when I look at some of the Yu-Gi-Oh shows now that's on, they're on Tubi or anywhere I find it, I just sit back and I watch some of the shows, and I'm like, man, that was a good show. To me, I would consider Yu-Gi-Oh over Pokemon. That's me personally, but just to see, just to see the passing of the man that created such a such a warm spot in my heart. Whenever I hear about Yu-Gi-Oh, I just get a nice, good little glimpse of memory back of just times being so simpler. With me just being a small child, just playing cards, and I would bring cards to school, play cards there, even though you couldn't, but we would. It's just a nice little thought for me when I look back at Yu-Gi-Oh! And just to see the man that created it has now passed away at the age of 60. It's real weird. It's weird to me. I always look at creators that create like these big franchises like the Harry Potter series with J.K. Rowling. I don't know who created Pokemon, hit that person, this guy who created uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! All these people that create things out of their own minds and they make something of it and they just create a big franchise, a big thing. And it lives on even after they're gone because J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter is going to live even after she's gone. J- Harry Potter movie books are going to continue to file the shelves. Pokemon is still going on to this day. You've got a resurgence, I believe, what, last year when people try to find Pokemon cards just to sell them. Uh, Again, whenever the Yu-Gi-Oh! anniversary pops up, there's going to be a thing for that. If people going to try to get Yu-Gi-Oh! cards and sell them, messes around. It's it's real fascinating to see the creativity that somebody has in their head and then it just poops on paper and then is out there in the world and people are enjoying it. And uh, again, I want to say f- uh, condolences to Kazusuke Takahashi and um, his family. I hope that they find whatever they can for um, them to find some solace in this passing. I hope they find something because if they're investigating his death, I hope that they find something that will at least give them some rest. That's basically what I'm trying to get at here. Now, onto the first official topic of today. Um, I just want to bring you guys something here. This is something that I woke up to Friday, and I'm not going to lie to you. When I woke up Friday, I thought, okay, this was really weird. Like, come on, aren't we past this? But again, I have never ever seen this in at least another country as high predominant as this. And this comes from NPR. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is assassinated at a campaign rally. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, an ultra-nationalist who served in the post longer than anyone else before stepping down in 2020, was shot and killed on Friday at a campaign rally. Police tackled and arrested the suspect, a gunman at the scene of an attack that shocked many in Japan, which is one of the world's safest nations and has some of the strictest gun laws anywhere. Abe, who was 67, served as prime minister in 2006 and 2007, and again from 2012 to 2020, when he suddenly resigned, citing health issues. Despite leaving office, he remained influential with the ruling Liberal Democratic Party and continued to be a force on Japanese uh, political landscape. He was in the city of Naira in the southwest, campaigning for a preliminary election when he was shot from behind by a man wielding what appears in photos to be a hand a homemade gun. Footage of the attack shows Abe standing, holding the microphone, speaking when two booming shots ring off. Naira Medical University Emergency Department Chief Haitara 
Fukasami said Abe suffered major damage to his heart in addition to neck wounds that damaged an artery causing excessive bleeding. So he died basically from getting shot uh, in the neck and basically in the heart. Now, they did get the suspect's name, and again, this is coming from Insider now. The suspect's name was Yumagami Tasuya, and they did do some research about him. Tasuya lived in Nairo, the city in which Abe was shot. Tasuya worked for Japan's uh, Maritime Self-Defense Force, or the Japanese Navy, for three years until 2005. While there, Tasuya had live firearms training, the Asai newspaper reported citing the defense ministry the motive that they uh gotten from him during the investigation at the naira nisha police station tasuya told police he was dissatisfied with former prime minister abe and aimed to kill him but that the attack was not a grudge against the former prime minister's political belief nhk reported i don't you know what i don't know what to say about that when i Looked at all that Friday, and I Apple popped that up on my phone, and I didn't know what to say about that. I thought, okay, this was weird. Again, you don't hear about like guns getting fired off in Japan. You don't hear about that. You didn't hear. I, you don't hear nothing about Japan, if anything. At least in my opinion, I don't remember hearing much. I just remember like hurricanes or like not hurricanes, but like uh, earthquakes going down in Japan. If anything else, earthquakes would destroy Japan, or they'll start causing wreckage in Japan, or tsunamis would cause wreckage in Japan. Those are the only type of big things that really will pop up, at least in my mind, when I think about Japan, if anything, of disaster-wise. So, a shooting happening in Japan, that's shocking to me, and it was shocking to the rest of the world, because people started to, uh, world leaders started to show their support to Japan, and there's devastating time, and all this type of stuff. It's real weird. Again, we're in time now, of guns and people could say, well, he looked at American television and got some ideas to do this and all that. But no, the the guy just straight up said, no, he just didn't like homeboy. He just didn't like the former uh, prime minister. He didn't. He was dissatisfied, and he just wanted to kill him because he was dissatisfied, and he made it known that it wasn't about his political beliefs. So, what were you dissatisfied with him though? I I don't get it. If it wasn't his political beliefs and he was the prime minister, you would think it would be his beliefs or what he put into play or something that would make you aim to kill him. But you made sure to let it be known that it was not about his political beliefs. So what what was the reason? Then? Did you just not like his face? Did you not like the way that he spoke? What was it? I don't know. I'm not trying to get more into it. Again, I don't know anything. I'm only a guy. I'm just throwing out ideas and questions of trying to figure out what was the internal reason besides you just saying that you were dissatisfied with him. So he didn't do a good job. That's the only other thing I can think of. But again, uh, that's one <laughs> that's one shooting that happened this week. But again, I do want to wish uh, condolences to the Abe family because this is a trash thing to do. He was just campaigning, and then, pow, shot twice in the neck, one in the heart. That is devastating. That is terrifying. I do want to wish his family and loved ones uh, some comfort at this time because, man, oh, boy, this is, that's some stuff. And when you hear about it, again, they say Japan, one of the safest places with strict gun laws. You don't think that stuff's going to happen there if you're a Japanese resident. You don't think that, but when it does, 
your eyes are going to be open up to a lot of a lot of wild things that might be coming uh to pass soon so again i hope everybody in japan is on alert i hope this was just a isolated incident and nobody's going to try to pick up on that in japan but again um condolences to abe's family and loved ones for this uh tragic situation now on to another tragic situation fourth of july this week that was this week this monday i hope everybody had a good fourth of july i know um people in chicago did not because there was one specific thing to happen a fourth of july parade happened and a man went out and started shooting the highland park shooting and again i expect some type of tragedy to happen during parades i've i have now come to the conclusion that if you're at a parade you should probably not want to be there parades should not be around anymore because you got idiots that are going to try to flood the street and do some type of thing to try to get their name into the lights into the news for just being a complete dickhead and that's what happened here as we going on to npr would report highland park suspect confessed to the july 4th shooting prosecutors say the 21 year old charged with murdering seven people at the 4th of july parade in uh suburban illinois confessed to the shooting after he was taken into custody prosecutor said i think i said chicago but i meant to say illinois so sorry for that and a court hearing wednesday prosecutors laid out the first of the voluminous evidence they say shows robert crimo the third carried out the shooting in highland park including a voluntary statement given to police in which crimo confesses to the shooting crimo who is represented by public defender will be held without bail no motive has been determined so far authorities say wednesday's court hearing followed a day of revelations about crimo's previous encounters with police and how despite them he had passed four background checks to legally purchase five guns including the smith and wesson manp 15 semi-automatic rifle used in the shooting in addition to the seven people killed in monday's shooting dozens more were wounded so far crimo has been charged with seven counts of first degree murder prosecutors say they intend to file more charges related to the injured these are just the first of many charges that we filed against mr crimo i want to emphasize that there will be more charges said lake county state attorney state attorneys eric reinhardt so mm, what do we have here they said the evidence includes a confession prosecutors say during wednesday's hearing prosecutors outlined the early evidence against crimo including multiple eyewitnesses accounts cell phone photos and video surveillance footage and physical evidence see right there i'm not gonna hold you guys i, I don't know what we're doing here anymore i think this stuff is kind of just like ridiculous now i think we should always expect some type of stupid idiotic buffoon to run around and start shooting certain things up during these uh big time events i that's why i'm really scared for people now whenever you get these big time celebrations aka the next one is probably gonna be coming up as what uh christmas time where people go out to try to get stuff for their kids or people people might say black friday because that's like the bigger like the biggest thing next besides like school and i don't think nobody's gonna try to run up getting school supplies and start shooting people up then what's like this i hope they don't so the next big thing that i'm thinking and looking at is black friday i want people to be on alert black friday because they're going to be some stupid idiot who's going to try to shoot up or do something really really irrational because that's the way that this whole 2022 has been working people are doing things irrationally that is idiotic that you don't think that should happen but it has happened um 
I don't I don't get it here. I don't get what we're doing. I don't get it. If you guys have all this stuff, why are we always going to court with this? I mean, sure, it was innocent to proven guilty, I mean, in certain people's cases, but when you have this and you have all this stuff, what are we doing? There's no such thing anymore. And by the way, for the people that say uh, more background checks, safety background checks, as this thing was already been reported right here, a man passed four background checks to legally purchase these five guns. My whole big thing is, yo, you can purchase a gun all you want, but what's up with the semi-automatic rifles and everything? Yo, again, I believe people should be able to hold a gun or purchase a gun if you want, but there's certain weapons that don't need to be out here on the street. The semi-automatic rifles, the rifles in general, uh, shotguns in general, what are we doing with those being out, just being out to the public? Those are heavy weaponry, son. Those are things that regular <laughs> civilians shouldn't be holding. A regular handgun, yeah, sure, so they can have mad different handguns, fine, whatever. But all these big, heavy weaponry type stuff, I don't get it. What are we doing with civilians holding those? I don't understand why we allow that to continuously be purchased by regular civilians. Those type of weaponry should be taken off the market. Again, I still stand on that. I stand on, yo, there's, there's no way we can stop any of these shootings. There's no way we could. I mean, certain people are going to get stopped because if somebody just talk about they want to commit some type of shooting yes somebody can easily tell whoever's in charge and get that crap out of the way that's how you stop it right there but with a shooting situation like this there's no way we could stop that unless we at least start taking away some of the people's uh semi-automatic guns if you will like again big heavy artillery the rifles the shotguns a lot of type of stuff that stuff's not needed by regular civilians give them regular handguns and that's it call it a day that's my situation that's my solution to it that's at least my belief to it but again i i wish everybody that uh, the seven people that passed away it shouldn't have happened again these things shouldn't happen but it's going to constantly be a thing until we all as a society or at least the people in the government or until the citizens rally up and just want to burn the whole government down but i don't <laughs> i don't see that happening i want to make that explicitly clear i don't see that happening and i don't want people to try to do that right now we can do that and try to figure that out in a different way if we want to tear down the government but that's different i'm not saying do another january 6th situation of insurrection that was complete idiocrity i'm just saying there's a different legally style way we can handle that if we were to do it but i'm not protesting or saying to do it let me make that perfectly clear People in big government, they do what they want to do. They make the rules for everybody to follow except for them. Or if you have enough money, you can easily skate by those laws. But people that don't have the money to skate by those laws, we have to follow them. So people in big government, they make these rules and everything else. How are they not making rules stopping people from getting these semi-automatic rifles and these big heavy artillery weaponry? Because they're in bed with big business, big gun businesses. But, hey, again, I don't dig deep into that. I just know that if you weren't in bed with them, trust me, this stuff would have already been rectified and taken care of. Um, I do wish the families that lost seven people, uh, again, love and light. And people might say, I'm tired of hearing love and light. There's something we can do. No, we can't. Not right now, we can't. Again, until we decide to rise up as a complete government and as a complete nation against the government in a civilized way, not an insurrection way, 
then that's when it will happen. But I don't see citizens wanting to do that. Not yet. We're not in that time. We're not in that space mentally to want to do that yet. So until then, one thing I can constantly do is wish love and light. And I saw the video footage of the aftermath, all the lawn chairs and all that type of stuff that was basically just packed on that road, which that parade was happening on. My first thought was, oh, those lawn chairs are going to go right to Goodwill, right to, uh, what? Uh, what's the next one? Uh, God, Habitat for Humanity, all these places that are, oh, Red Cross, not Red Cross, uh, God bless, Salvation Army, all those folding chairs, those are going there. Those families aren't getting those chairs back. I thought off top, when I looked back at it after I thought about the tragedy and I saw all those lawn chairs, I thought to myself, if that was my lawn chair there, oh yeah, I'm running to get my lawn chair back, especially if it's a good one. If it's a crappy one, yeah, you can take that. But I saw some good lawn chairs there. I ain't gonna hold nobody. Not the, oh yeah, certain those people, those lawn chairs are gonna be gone and going directly to Salvation Army and Goodwill and all that. So if you happen to see a lawn chair or all that type of stuff, just Probably guess it's probably from that parade situation. If you're in the Illinois area or if you're around the Midwest area, those lawn chairs are more or less probably from that uh, parade area. But again, I want to wish condolences to the seven people that lost their lives towards this idiot just wanting to do whatever he wanted to do. Again, I don't know him. I don't care to know this guy. This is an idiot, 21 years old, committing murder for what reason? I don't know. I don't care to know. Just get him out of here. Lock my man up in jail. Just throw it away. Just do what you got to do because this is completely ridiculous. For real. Now onto another topic. This comes from Yahoo News. Boris Johnson agrees to resign as British Prime Minister. Boris Johnson announced on Thursday that he will step down as Prime Minister of the UK after bowing to pressure from his own political party following a wave of resignation. Johnson has remained defiant to stay as leader of the country despite calls to quit. A source from the government told Sky News on Thursday morning that he did not intend to resign and was going to fight on. The night before, Johnson fired newly appointed cabinet minister and loyal supporter Michael Gov after he had urged the prime minister to resign. Hours later, a source close to the prime minister said he had spoken with the chairman of the 1922 committee, a group of conservative politicians who do not hold official positions in government and agree to stand down. Britain's Defense Secretary Ben Wallace also announced on Thursday morning that he had withdrawn his support for the Prime Minister. In a speech in front of his residence at Number 10 Downing Street, Johnson said he will continue to carry on as Prime Minister until a new Conservative Party leader has been chosen that is expected to happen before the party conference in October. However, a number of me members of parliament are calling for a stand-in prime minister in a bid to stop Johnson from continuing as leader until the fall. Wow, okay. Opposition leader Keir Starmer threatened to call a vote of no confidence in the government if Johnson is allowed to cling on as prime minister. He needs to go completely, the Labour Party leader warned. None of this nonsense about clinging on for a few months He's inflicted lies, fraud, and chaos in the country. We're stuck with a government which isn't fractioning in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis. In his resignation speech, Johnson said no one in politics is remotely indispensable and that he stayed on because I thought it was my job, my duty, and my obligation to you. So Boris Johnson is going to be y'all prime minister for Britain until... 
well, you guys find a new one in October. So, what? He got until what? August, September, October. Oh, yeah, you guys can do another three months. From my understanding, you guys have been having a problem with Boris Johnson for, what, a good couple of years now? What's another three months going to do? Seriously, I'm not even going to try to hold you. What's another three months? If you guys can't do the whole three months, hey, yo, you guys better try to find one quickly to snap it up to get him that spot out of his, to get him out of that spot. He did say he resigned. So I don't know what Boris Johnson has done. I don't pay attention to politics. I don't pay attention to the worldly politics. I don't pay attention to none of that. It's just that when things cross my laptop, like the news, I find it interesting. And Boris Johnson has always been like a thing for people. People will tweet how idiotic Boris Johnson is or how stupid he looks or whatever the case may be. But again, I don't pay attention to none of it. Only thing I know is homeboy decided to resign and he said he's going to be still y'all leader until October, which y'all will have to find a new guy. So, Britain, I hope you guys are able to do something. Get him out of there if you feel like it. Find a new guy. Do whatever type of channels you guys can for homeboy not to cling on and you one of your guys' words here. I don't know. I know in America, straight up, yo, if your president said that he's stepping down, his vice VP is taking over that spot, like, immediately. So, I don't know what your guys' situation is. Again, I don't pay attention to it. I just find this thing completely amusing to me, that he's going to be clinging on until October, and y'all can't do another three months with Mans as your guy for three months. You guys want him out now since he said he was resigning and that's technically what resigning is when you resign you're out of there like if not that moment at least a couple days but not a whole another three months so again you guys got some things to kind of work up on yourself so hopefully you guys will be able to figure that out seriously i, I really do uh mean that on to the next topic this comes from the new york times what's next for Brittany griner by pleading guilty to drug charges in a Russian courtroom this week, the American basketball player, Brittany Griner, has potentially accelerated her case conclusion, clearing a path for either a deal with the United States or perhaps a request for a clemency. With a guilty verdict in all but a foregone conclusion in a Russian legal system that heavily favors the prosecution, her best hope, experts say, is that the Biden administration secure her freedom by releasing a Russian held in the United States. The name of one prisoner in particular has emerged, Victor Bot, a Russian arms dealer serving a 25-year prison sentence. But any such negotiation can take place only after the formalities of Griner's trial are over, Russian officials say. It is clear that we have not completed the necessary judicial procedures, a duty foreign minister, Sergei, I don't know how to say my man's last name, so I'm a by God, that told Russian news agencies on Thursday when asked about a potential exchange. Until this happens, there are no nominal, formal, or procedural grounds for any further steps. Ms. Griner still faces the conviction and sentencing phases of her trial, and next date in trial is scheduled for Thursday, July 14th. So, Brandy Ground is going to have a trial again, July 14th. And more than less, she's, that's where they're going to be sentencing her because she did plead guilty to uh, drug charges. And again, I don't know what to say about this. I do know what to say. It's, she shouldn't be in jail per se, but I have to say but for this. She's in jail because she did not pay attention to the rules of Russia when she got there. She did not pay attention 
She brought in contraband over there that they would consider contraband, but to Americans, we don't consider contraband over here. And she got clipped. So she got taken into custody. And it's been, what, two, two months, two, three months since she's been there, I believe. I'm sorry, I had to look that up. It was since March she's been arrested. She's been in Russia literally since March. So that has been what? This is going on four months now that she's been there, being detained by Russian uh, officials, Russian government, and she's basically arrested for drug charges. She pled guilty to it. And now there's not going to be no trade until they finally got some type of date on her to say, okay, we arrested her. We're putting her in jail for this long and such and such and much and much. All right, cool. I don't see us making a trade. I'm just going to be blunt with you. If we make a trade, then that's going to be a problem because right now there's people already in the woodworks right now saying that, yo, that's a problem. Because if we let go of another arms dealer that is going to be, that's serving 25 years over here, people are going to look at and question, what is Brittany Griner worth? Is Brittany Griner really worth that Russian arms dealer? People, some people are going to say no. Some people are going to say yes. So for me, if I was Biden, I'd be like, okay, if you guys want this Russian arms dealer, you guys guys get it with give us back Brittany Griner and the two other American soldiers that are over there that got captured over there. You guys got to give us them back, those three. And let's throw in at least one more Russian person for them to make it even out. And I'll say, well, by the year standard, that's kind of even. Because if you're going to get Brittany Griner, and I don't think Brittany's going to be doing much time, but she does happen to stay there, what, 10 years max? That's still a lot of time, but compared to 25 years, 10 years is much more easier. So. If we're going to give Brittany Griner 10 years and the Russian guy got 25 years, Russian arms dealer, you need to balance that out with the people that are also got captured. The other two Americans that need to be literally captured and taken away that Good Morning America and all these other news outlets have been uh, talking about because these are the two uh, Americans that got captured for fighting over there when the whole Ukraine situation these guys have been on the news. They said they're fine and all that type of stuff, but they got captured, blah, blah, blah. You need to grab those two while you're at it because it's going to be looked at as how did you guys grab up a basketball player who plays basketball instead of a person that's over there doing something that you guys told them to do? Basically, work for the military and all this type of stuff, but you're not going to save a military worker, but you're going to save a basketball player. That's exactly how people are going to flip it. That's exactly how certain news stations, a.k.a. Fox News, is going to flip it. I just don't like how we see things and then we don't see things, if you catch my drift here. We know what's going on. We know why she's over there. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal for drugs. But again, I'm not in Russia. I can't be the person to say that because Russian government and their drug policies are completely different from American drug policies. At one point, America was hard on crime for drugs, but now we're starting to loosely loosen up our, like, our cuffs on drugs. We're slowly doing it, but with the parameters of Uncle Sam and government is going to take their cut out of that, and they were always trying to find a way how they were going to do it, so now they found the way to do it. So, my thing is now with this being the case for Brendan Griner, I hope she does get released. I really do hope uh, Biden and the whole government is able to make a deal with Russia. 
And if not, I want Britney to hold out for those 10 years for real. Hold out and just stay strong for real. Because, again, uh, this is a hard one. Because, again, I implore people, and I really do mean this. If you're going to go to another country outside of the country that you're living in, please know your laws. Please. Please know them. I did not know this, by the way. In Jamaica, you can literally be arrested for cussing in public. I did not know that. I learned that somewhere last week on somebody's podcast. Somebody was talking about it. They talked about the Brittany Griner situation. Matter of fact, no, it wasn't. It was a Joe Budden podcast. Him and his boys were talking about it. And one of them brought it up that you can literally be arrested for cursing in public in Jamaica. And I thought that was ridiculous, but then I had to stop. Oh, yeah. They, they might have a stricter government and rules to that. So, again, you got to know your laws when you go into these different areas of the world. And this was just a slip up on Brittany Griner's situation. She didn't know or she thought that it was just going to be A-OK. But nah, apparently nah. So right now she's in this situation. And here's one thing that I didn't like. Um... Somebody said it was a WNBA coach. I don't know which one. I don't care. She made a statement that if this was LeBron, he'll be home by now. Let me explain the difference between Brittany Griner and LeBron. Brittany Griner does not bring in the revenue that LeBron brings in for the NBA. Brittany Griner doesn't do that for the WNBA. WNBA does not bring in revenue streams like that. Because if they did, let me inform you, your female basketball players, they wouldn't be going to other countries to try to shoot basketball to get other revenue streams. The WNBA will be able to finance them real, real well and make them live satisfied. They'll actually be satisfied living there. They'll be able to live in America while going to other countries, while having to go to other places to play basketball. They'll be actually be able to live comfortably. While the NBA players, they're able to do that. NBA players, they're straight up able to get a contract, live comfortably off that contract. They don't have to go overseas. What? They go overseas. They're either no longer with the NBA or they are playing for the Olympics or what? Those are the only two things that I could think of with NBA players going over to other countries, like legit and playing basketball. But if you got a star like LeBron or star like, uh, who else right now? Uh, right now, if Steph Curry were to go out there, or even in his heyday, Kobe Bryant or something like that, you wouldn't dare catch them other places. You wouldn't dare because they have all the money in the world because NBA is a lucrative business. While the WNBA, it has been constantly said on television, it's been constantly talked about on ESPN and everywhere else. That the WNBA women's sports, to be more specific, besides tennis, doesn't bring in that much revenue stream. Let's just call a spade a spade. Female soccer players, they had to fight for more money for them. They ended up winning that. I don't know how much, but they didn't. They don't get that much money as the men's best soccer players because nobody checks in like that for female soccer players. That ain't happening. People don't check in that much for female basketball. That don't happen that much. Matter of fact, Female basketball players, the WNBA, just literally, I believe either a year or two years or three years ago, but it's still relatively new, just got put on to the NBA 2K series. They literally just got put on that video game series, so now that adds on to their revenue, but damn it, that does not give them that revenue stream the way that it gives the NBA players. So LeBron James damn sure wouldn't be caught over in another country playing basketball. We'll just call a spade a spade. So 
that idiotic situation of saying, hey, yo, if this was LeBron, he would have been home. Yes, because you wonder why LeBron brings in revenue. He is the man for NBA. He has been the man literally almost, no, he's been the man for literally my whole, almost my whole entire existence. I don't know much about basketball, but every time I played basketball games since what I was in 2006, 2007 era, LeBron James has been the man. LeBron James has been literally that guy that was going to take the freaking podium as soon as Kobe Bryant stepped away from NBA. They always had LeBron as the perch, as the man, as the shining light and beacon. NBA put all their eggs in the LeBron basket. So you're right. LeBron would be out if this was LeBron, but it's not. This is Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, again, a woman for WNBA. WNBA doesn't bring in revenue the way the NBA does. Brittany Griner does not bring in WNBA revenue streams the way that LeBron brings in revenue for the NBA. So that was an idiotic, and I mean extremely idiotic thing to say. And if you want that to change, you got to have people willing to go to WNBA events. You got to have people willing to pay these tickets, be season ticket holders, do all these type of things, wear the basketball jerseys of the WNBA players like people would be doing for the NBA players. You got to have those type of things. But until it happens, guess what? The WNBA players, none of them, I don't care if you're the best, they will never ever compare to a great of an NBA player. It's not going to happen. They'll be high held in regard of WNBA player status. But when it comes down to a national thing like this, with Brittany Griner being arrested over there, and you try to put her in a stature of a great like LeBron or somebody else, that's never happening, fam. That's never happening. I just want that idiotic thing to never ever be said in anybody's mouth. Again, unless it is tennis, because tennis players, the females, they make bank. They make money. I'm not sure if they make more than their male counterparts. I'm not sure. But you get a whole lot more respect and a whole lot more money in tennis player tennis if you are a female in that profession than any other sports. Any other. So let that be a thing for anybody. If you are a female and you want to know how to make the most money in competitive sports, just join tennis. Do tennis, become one of the best, and that's how you make money, all right? Now, on to something that was announced this week. Derek Chauvin, he was sentenced to 21 years for violating George Floyd's civil rights. This comes from Yahoo News. Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who was convicted last year in the killing of George Floyd in May 2020, was sentenced to 21 years in prison on Thursday for violating Floyd's civil rights. Before the U.S. District Judge Paul Magnus' son announced the sentence. Chauvin addressed the court, saying that he wishes Floyd's children all the best in their life. Magnuson told the former police officer, I really don't know why you did what you did, but kneeling on someone until they expire is simply wrong, and for that you will be punished. Chauvin was sentenced to 252 months, but Magnuson subtracted seven months for the time Chauvin has already served since he was convicted in April 2021 of murdering Floyd. The judge added that the former police officer absolutely destroyed the lives of the other three former officers involved in the case by taking command of the scene. Chauvin, who has already serving that sentence in isolation at Minneapolis Maximum Security Prison, will be transferred to federal prison and serve both terms concurrently. 
Now, when this whole thing got brought up, when it was popped up again on Apple, my Apple phone. So I want to congratulate Apple for constantly putting the important stuff on people's phones because I've been ragging them for months for them not being putting things on people's phones that were important. And this is still important to everybody still should know about it. I did not know what concurrent meant. When I heard about it, I didn't know what that meant. My mother asked what it meant. I didn't know. So I looked it up. Concurrent is when sentences run concurrently, defendants serve all the sentences at the same time. So Derek Chauvin is going to be serving his federal sentence at the same time as his other sentence. So basically, he's going to be getting out in another 21 or 20 some odd years. So it's not back to back. No, he's serving all of them at the exact same time. All right, cool. I, I don't care. He's gotten prison. He's not going to be getting more prison time. If he's serving them both at the exact same time, my God, this was a waste of time. This was a complete waste of time. Derek Chauvin is going to be getting out in 22 years. That's basically what it means here. That's all this whole thing meant. This federal thing was a joke because if it's not consecutively, if you have him serve it concurrently, that means he's serving both of his times at the exact same time. That means he's not going to spend a longer time in prison. No, it's just going to be like, okay, you're serving your time also with the other time that you got. So still, you're serving it at the same time. It's not consecutive. It's not one after the other. No, it's literally you're running the exact same train. You're doing the exact same thing. It's basically like college courses. You got two courses and you're running them. You're doing the exact same course at the exact same time. That's basically what Derek Chauvin is doing right here. This is a mess. This is filthy. This is disgusting. This federal crap right here, this was nothing but a waste of time. Again, I do wish the George Floyd family nothing but love and light, and I do hope that they can uh, somehow get past this situation. Again, it's only been literally two years now, and for certain individuals, two years is enough. Certain It isn't, but again, I do wish them Nothing but love and light in this situation because this is so, so stupid. This whole thing is a mess. This thing should be consecutively, not concurrently. I'm just going to throw it out there. Now onto another person getting uh, found guilty. This is from Rolling Stone. Nipsey Hussle's trial. Eric Holder Jr. convicted of first-degree murder. Three years at the Grammy Award winning rapper, visionary, entrepreneur, and hometown hero, Nipsey Hussle was gunned down in a stunning public slaying outside his South Los Angeles clothing store. His admitted killer was convicted of first-degree murder on Wednesday. A jury of nine women and three people decided Eric Ronald Holder Jr. acted with premeditation when he opened fire on the beloved musician with a black semi-automatic in one hand and a silver revolver in the other during an afternoon ambush at a strip mall parking lot on March 31st, 2019. Holder Jr. was also found guilty of two counts of attempted voluntary manslaughter, and possession of a firearm. See, I don't know what anybody thought was going to happen. I think everybody knew this guy was literally going to go to jail. I think everybody knew he was going to be found guilty, especially if you're in California. If you're in California, let me just make this perfectly clear to you. You're not safe. If you commit a crime like that to somebody that was so beloved as the way that Nipsey Hussle was, and the way that everybody was starting to get on the back of Nipsey Hussle, what I mean by everybody, I mean the mainstream media and all that type of stuff. Mainstream media just started to know who Nipsey Hussle was. Shoot, I just started to know who Nipsey Hussle was because of his Victory Lap album. I didn't know the man before then. I liked the album. 
And then as soon as that album came out and all this stuff, he's like getting the notoriety and everybody and then pop, he dies. And then that's a thing. And then you hear hip hop, the people in this, uh, California, the hip hop legends saying how much Nipsey Hussle meant to them and how he was a visionary, how bright his future was going to be. And you see the outpouring of love from them at his funeral, which was aired on big broadcast television from your ABCs to your CBSs, to your CNNs, to your BET. I mean, Nipsey Hussle's, I mean, his funeral was broadcast, so that made his thing a real big deal. I don't know what anybody thought. I think we all knew that Eric Holder was going to be found guilty. That's the reason why I didn't personally talk about this at all. I just let this thing run its course because I knew, okay, he's going to be convicted of murder. There was no need for me to even talk about and give updates on his trial. There was no need for me to do that at all. I just was going to say, all right, let me hurry up. And once this thing came in, I was like, I knew everybody was going to say it. He was guilty. He killed a beloved hero in his own hometown in front of his people. What you think was going to happen to him? And reports have been coming out that Eric Holder has been getting beat up in jail. Uh, Duh. He's going to continuously get beat up there, too. If anything, he's going to get killed in there, too. I'm just going to be called spade a spade right now. And I think everybody knows it, too, in the California area, in the California prison system. They know Eric Holder is going to die there. They know he's literally going to die. If not by uh, time, he's going to die by somebody literally putting it into him. That's going to happen. I don't mean to put that out there into the world, but I'm just calling a spade a spade. I tell you, I'm a realist. I'm a watcher, and I know what's up. Imagine if somebody would have killed Snoop Dogg in California. You think you living off top? No, you are dying there on the spot. You are dying as soon as you even hit the jail cell, the prison system. You are dying off top. Nipsey was that re respected by everybody in the California area, in the California music area. Just people in California, both gangs, the Bloods, the Crips, everybody over there, they respected that man. So I don't know what anybody thought about it but only thing i do know is this eric holder you better find a way you better try to make some buddies with somebody because if you don't bud you're dying your your time is going to be real real coming up real soon right uh on to something else this come from money wise bill gates just won legal approval to buy 2100 acres of north dakota farmland worth 13.5 million and people are livid about it all across the state. Okay, uh Gates purchase of the farmland in North Dakota initially raised concerns because of a depression era law that prohibits corporation and limited liability companies from owning farmland in the region. North Dakota's agricultural commissioner Doug Gurridge previously told KFYR TV a television station in Bismarck, North Dakota, that many people weren't thrilled about the news. I've gotten a big earful on this from clear across the state. It's not even from that neighborhood. Those people are upset, but there are others that are just livid about this, Doug said. However, the anti-corporate farming law does allow individual trusts to own farmland if it is leased to farmers, and that's what Gates' firm plans to do. On Wednesday, North Dakota's Attorney General issued a letter saying that the purchase complied with the law. So, I don't know what Bill Gates is going to do. I mean, they said he's going to give the thing for farms, to lease it to farmers. 
So Bill Gates is basically going to be owning 2,100 acres of land. And apparently he's going to have to lease it out to farmers because big businesses can't own that many farmland in the Depression era uh, law. Well, Depression era, like places like North Dakota, South Dakota, I believe like people of that over there, I think even Washington, maybe like Oregon. I don't know. But point being is that Bill Gates got 2,100 acres of farmland. And apparently he's already amassed 270,000 acres of farmland across dozens of states. So Gates is already the largest private owner of farmland in America. Bill Gates is buying up land. I hate this. Not even going to say farmland. That man's buying up land. Land is precious if people haven't figured this out yet. Let me just say that right now. Land is precious. There's only so much land out here. You can't always make land. Land is where it's at because with land, you can buy houses, you can build houses, you can build businesses, you can build anything you want. You can build utopias, you can build cities and everything else. Everything first. The house that you're in right now, that ground that you're on, that your house is on, it was a forest before it got tore down and made into any type of town, any type of metropolis or anything else. It was nothing but trees and woods and everything bill gates now has 270,000 acres of land across dozens of states big businesses are acquiring land just letting y'all know that big businesses are acquiring land screw the houses people will tear the houses down they want land land is the most important thing in america Money is great to have, but possession-wise, land is the most important thing, okay? I learned that at a young age. If you have mad houses, a lot of houses, guess what? You can lease the houses, you can rent the houses out, you can do all that, but you do never, ever, by any circumstances, sell your land. People will sell their land and all that type of stuff. You guys will go ahead and do that. I know when I get land, I'm never selling that because I can pass it down to generation to generation because guess what? Land is something that will always be, and I really do mean this, they will always be valuable because you can't make land. What's here is here. What's done is done. That's it. So I want people to just be aware of that. Going into the future, when you look at who has what or what type of land is being able to be purchased out there in the world, if you have it within your bank account, if you have it within your financial situation, try to purchase some land and just hold it. You can cut the grass on it and all you want. You can do all that. That land is yours. It is yours to do whatever you want. Yes, certain land is nothing but uh, somehow commercial property, which I don't get that. But again, you can hold on to that land and you can have a big corporation try to buy it from you. You can ask whatever price you want from it because it is your land. So again, please, if you have it within your financial situation, buy land. Do that, please. Because if you do not, you are doomed. Because your future is going to be doomed. Because all these big businesses are going to try to buy up land next. Because if Bill Gates is doing that, imagine what people at Apple are doing. 
they're going to be trying to buy land next. Or they already got land somewhere that we just don't know about until it gets popped out into the open world and say, oh, yeah, by the way, Apple owns 300 acres of land across America. We're going to say, how does that happen? Because guess what? They have people out here looking at their situations and they can easily say, yo, this is the land and all that type of stuff because they're big business. Long story short, I'm rambling here. Try to get land if you can get it. All right. Now, on to another thing. As this comes from USA Today, Grambling State fires volleyball coach who cut every member of team and revoked scholarship. The Grambling State University Athletics Department announced Tuesday the termination of volleyball coach Chris Lee Lucas. The announcement was made by GSU President Rick Gallot and Dr. Trayvon Scott, Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletes. Well, athletics. The decision was made due to the determination of an internal investigation within the volleyball program based on reports of Lucas abruptly cutting every member of the team and revoking their scholarships. That's that's pretty heinous, man. That's that's heinous. The success of student athletes and their ability to uh, multitask at Grambling State University is the top priority, said Scott. As we move forward in this transition in Commerce, a national search for the next coach. All volleyball student athletes who receive scholarships for the 2022-2023 athletic year will keep their scholarships and remain on the team. Walkins will also continue to hold their roster spots. Any additional comments will be held until the conclusion of the investigation. So, okay, so they fired the volleyball coach because he straight up just clipped every member of the team and their scholarships and revoked it. So what does that do for people that were on the volleyball team and literally had their scholarships? Are you guys going to give it back to them? Because you guys said all the student athletes who received scholarships for the 2022-2023 athletic year will continue their scholarships. Okay, that's stupid. So yeah, okay. So whoever had a scholarship before then will be able to keep their scholarship. All right, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> I don't, that is stupid. I don't ever understand how even a college will allow that to happen. You guys had an investigation. When you guys first heard about a coach even clipping their whole team and revoking their scholarships, you guys should already start doing some digging right there and say, yo, that don't make sense. How are we allowing that to happen? What are we doing? You guys should have immediately cut her off top or at least held her and sat her down and said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're cutting everybody and you're trying to revoke? No. No, because then that's a problem. That'll lead to lawsuits and blah, blah, blah. You guys should have really sat her down and tried to figure out what was going down and really try to ask her what's going on. Why are you doing this? Why are you cutting everybody? What's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. But you didn't. You guys did an investigation. So, okay, you guys did it your way. But, hey, man, the coach got fired. Uh, Chelsea Lucas, she got fired. I mean... It is what it is. You were an idiot in that situation. I'm just going to be blunt with you. You're an idiot to cut everybody. You're going to cut certain individuals, but you cut the whole team and you re- try to revoke their scholarship. Yeah, you were going to get fired. You, I think you saw the writing on the walls for you for that. I don't think that you didn't see it. I think you knew it. If you didn't, that's pure naivete. But who am I, right? I'm just wanting to report to you guys. Don't be an idiot. If you're a coach, if you feel that your team isn't up to snuff, Try to talk to them. Try to see what's up with them. See what's going down. Try to get into the personal lives of your athletes that are you are coaching. 
because if they do well, you do well. Ta-da, that's kind of how that works. So, again, I don't know what happened here. I don't know why, but she was an idiot for trying to cut the whole team revoking the scholarships. Now onto another topic, as this comes from the Sun Herald. 16-year-old jumps into a river to save three girls. Cop as car sinks, Mississippi, police say. A 16-year-old jumped into a river in Mississippi to save three teenage girls and a police officer from drowning after a car drove off a boat launch, according to media outlets and police. Corin Evans rushed into the water after the vehicle with three girls inside drove into the Pasagola River in Moss Point and started sinking about 20 feet from the shore, according to WLOX. He also helped save a Moss Point police officer who swam out to help but started to struggle in the water, according to the outlet. The car drove into the water at around 2.30 a.m. on July 3rd. Moss Point Police Chief Brandon Ashley wrote in an email to McClanche News. Three girls and a police officer are recovering well, he wrote. Moss Point is about 28 miles east of Biloxi. Ashley told Evans, Ashley called Evans' action heroic and said his courage did not go unnoticed. I believe that if he did not decide to risk his own safety, it may have turned into an unimaginable tragedy, he wrote. But we are all grateful for Mr. Evans' selflessness and bravery he displayed by helping rescue the people stranded in the river. See, so there was a 16-year-old black kid. He went into the river to save three girls and a cop. See, that's the type of thing I'm talking about. We need to constantly praise that up, and we need to hype that up. I didn't see that nowhere on the news. Nowhere on the news. ABC, CBS, and all that type of stuff. That should have been on the news, dog. That should have been there. That should have been on the news, and it should have been praising up, but we don't get that. We don't get that. So I'm here to say that, Ayo, congratulations to Mr. Evans for rushing in and saving three girls and a police officer. This is how you guys do this. This is what you guys should do. Focus in on the positive. This is what we need, especially black civilians. We need it because every time we always get on the news, by God, it's always some type of tragedy, some type of thing happening to us. It's a tragic event happened to us. It is disgusting how every time we're always on the news, there's always something tragic. It's tragedy, and it's and it's not cool, bro. And speaking of tragic, I forgot to say, rest in peace to Jalen Walker. He was a black man who suffered 60 wounds in fatal police shooting. Akron police chief says as authorities release body camera footage. And this comes from CNN. As the report would read, a 25-year-old black man suffered at least 60 wounds when police officers fatally shot him last week following a high-speed chase during which the man fired a gun out of the driver's window, authorities said. Waylon Walker was unarmed at the time he was killed, though a gun was recovered from his car after the shooting, Akron, Ohio, Police Chief Stephen Maylint said at a news conference Sunday when police released large portions of body camera videos from 13 officers who were at the scene, prompting more questions about Walker's death June 27th. The shooting remains under investigation by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations, according to Stephen. Eight police officers fired their weapons following the vehicle pursuit and short foot chase. Believing Walker was turning towards them, reaching towards his waist and moving into a firing position. While a medical examiner's report found Walker suffered at least 60 wounds, you could say 60 gunshot wounds, but they didn't. 
The medical examiner is still working to determine how many times he was shot and which wounds are exit wounds and which are entrance wounds. Stefan said the BCI has yet to confirm the number of times Walker was shot. Stefan said it's still not known how many rounds police officers fired. I don't give a damn how many police officers fired rounds they shot. It was 60. You mean to tell me you found at least 60 on him? That means that man got shot 60 times or more than 60. The least is 60. What are we doing? This is what I was talking about. I did not want to end the show on this. I didn't, but it made me... But the 16-year-old reaching into the water and saving three girls and a cop made me think back to the shooting of Waylon Walker. It did. I'm not going to hold you guys. This is what I'm talking about. Every time black civilians are literally in the news, it's always for something tragic. Always. We should be praising up this 16-year-old kid. We should be praising up Mr. Evans. But no, the media wants to turn to Waylon Walker. Both are equal important situations. One died by police hands, one saved a police and three girls. You think that that should be on the news and actually being brought up into everything, but no. We don't we don't praise the young black king for doing what he's not even saying what he's supposed to do. Doing something that not a lot of people would do. We don't praise a young black king for that. We just sweep that under the rug and put that on some type of internet news format or whatever the case may be we don't put that on abc we don't put that on cbs we don't do none of that but we've put a lot of focus on waylon walker's being shot 60 times you put a lot of focus into both both are equally important and by the way with the waylon walker situation i don't believe none of that mess if you found a gun in the car because it's been reported that they found the gun in the car it was not on him when he ran you my guys can't mean to tell me again this goes back to the situation you guys can tase your victims. You guys can shoot a taser at them and all this type of stuff. You guys don't have to let off shots. It took eight officers to start ringing off shots into the kid. That's disgusting. I don't believe none of the reports that he had a gun on him or he shot at the police officers as authorities say. Man, get out of here. Stop it. There's a whole lot of things for that. I don't believe none of it. You guys are trash. This is the reason why police officers get a bad rep because of situations like this is disgusting. I I don't like officers. And this, again, brings another reason why black people don't like dealing with cops because of situations like this. We don't know if we're going to get killed or not. And this was one that should never ever happen. This kid should not have died. It is so stupid. I don't understand why more stuff in evidence and news is going to be coming about out of it more and more as the times are coming out. Again, they still got to release things. They got to release footage. You have to release information. There's more things to throw out there that the public still needs to know. So again, rest in peace to Waylon Walker. I am sad about what happened. I'm just going to wait until more evidence and more stuff constantly goes out. So again, rest in peace to him. Now, before I get you guys out of here, I just want to talk about one more thing. Um, I've been watching a show on television called The Boys. It is a television show about um, superheroes that basically go bad. It is your anti-Marvel, anti-DC type situation. You got superheroes that are basically narcissistic. They are drug addicts. They are... They have basically human flaws in them that not a lot of your Marvel DC characters have human, and I mean actual pure human flaws. You got characters like a guy named Homelander who is literally Superman, but 
a egomaniac who wants to be loved so much by the public that he'll do anything and that he will even start having these inner battles with himself. As you will see in season three, he starts doing that. But it's it's a crazy thing. If you do not have Amazon Prime, I suggest you get it. This is not an ad. This is just me telling you of a show that I've been watching all in June and just wrapped up literally in July, this Friday. It just happened. The season three finale was a good uh, finale. It Season three to me was their more personal season. Because you gotta get into the background of all these characters, characters from the boys, you got into uh characters from the seven, and the seven are the superheroes, by the way. Um, you get into the backstory of them. Season one and season two, they don't do that, they just give you like a surface level of who they are, but season three, you start getting actually into the crux of them. You start knowing who they actually are, what deep down, what gets them to tick, their backstory, and all this type of stuff. You even get that with some of the characters from the boys, the regular uh, civilians that are trying to take down the superheroes. You get into their backstory. I'm not going to go into the whole thing because, again, I am a crappy person to uh, try to explain this. But there's a lot of YouTube videos that you can easily watch and look at it. Only thing I'm going to say is this. If you have read the comics, the boys, it is way different from the movie. Well, not the movie, the series. The series will change up a lot of things from the comics. Certain people are supposed to die a certain way. It doesn't happen in the series. They change it up a lot. So with that, if you haven't seen the boys, I really do suggest you to see the boys. That is more for the mature audiences or even like your 18 year olds and forward up. Those are that that series is more for them. And if you're out right now with your child or something, you can go watch uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru. I got to see that with my sister. I took her to move to the movies. She really enjoyed herself. She was able to get her uh, kids tray of popcorn and a drink. She uh, got a big smile on her face. She likes seeing movies. And I know just taking her to see movies is always a good thing. I don't know what the next movie is for me to take her to. She asked me about Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. I told her pro I'll probably wait for that to be on streaming services because... If anything is going to come out what on Disney Plus in August, September, trust me. Uh, so I'll probably wait for that on that time. That's just me. But if you do want to see have your kids to see a superhero, you could go to, to see Thor uh, Love and Thunder. If you want to see an animated movie, take them to see Rise of Gru. I think they will have a good time. Again, it goes in line with everything in the, the, the Despicable Me uh, movies genre that they've been building up for the minions doing their little uh rambunctious uh chaos stuff to Gru just basically being Gru but just a younger version of Gru a kid version uh Rise of Gru good movie for kids to see I really would highly uh, recommend you seeing that with the kids now with that all said let me get you guys out of here on Twitter you can find me at at my two podcasts Instagram, my two cents podcast G2. And if you want to email me, again, my email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com. I really do appreciate that. Also, if you are feeling suicidal, if you feel like you are not loved, or you feel like you just want to leave off this planet, please call the suicide hotline number that I do have in the description of the episode. Please call that number. It is not your time to uh, transition out of here. Please. 
I want people to live. I want people to be successful. I want people to just be able to see another day because you don't know whose life you are brightening up just by them seeing your face. Call that number and please, please don't transition off this planet. Now, um, I want to thank everybody from Google, Apple, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, uh, all the other podcast places that you could find a podcast at because again these companies allow me to do what i do and say what i say without no repercussions and i really do appreciate that to give me liberty and freedom just to be me um i want to thank you guys the people for downloading the episode and listening to it i really do thank you all for doing that you guys can be doing anything else and listen to anybody else decide to listen to me that is uh i am extremely grateful of that and if you could wherever you get the podcast from can you please uh like it or subscribe to it whatever the case however you do it and please just give me a review so i can read it so i know what i'm doing how i can improve or get better at or whatever the case may be it will really be grateful i really appreciate that now always remember i love you i love you I love you all. I thank you all. I really do appreciate everything you guys do for me. And um, I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I hope you guys had a great Saturday. Please go into this week uh, thinking good thoughts, thinking positive thoughts. And please don't be a dick because you don't know who is having a bad day. And you don't want to be the cause of them having a worse day. So, again, please be courteous to everybody. Please be kind and just try to show a little bit of love and tenderness to people even if you don't know them just show them some love and tenderness so with that all being said this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 i am g2 this is a goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again i love you all please have a good sunday and a great rest of your week and you hear from me again either on saturday if you listen to wrestling highlights of the week which i put out a new episode yesterday or you hear from me again next Sunday. And with that, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.